You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome in on a hot day in the capital city. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you on a Monday and a great show lined up today. Uh, coming up at 420, uh, Hawkeye Report, you know who it is. Tom Cakert will join us. The latest on Kids Day and the scrimmage that took place in Iowa City. At 440, Tad Haslip from the Sporting News on the NFL. Uh, Mike Bates then will join us talking Major League Baseball at 5, and then college football at 520 with a great old friend of ours, Jay Christensen, the whiz of odds. Uh, it'll be fun having Jay back on the show. Been Speaking too long. of, been too long. It has, it has been. Jay, it yeah. has been. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. How's your weekend, bud? Uh, it was excellent, Jimmy B. Really enjoyed it. Got a little fair underneath uh, the the yeah. wing. Was out there Thursday doing the show out there. Back at it then on Friday with the family. A lot of golf over the weekend. Uh, stayed away from the heat, which was a good thing too. A little warm out there over the weekend, but overall, really enjoyed it. And Tiger Woods. You, you start with. What we saw Saturday, you know, got back in it, got hot early, then really could never get the round, continued from there. Then yesterday, his performance, Brooks Kepko was outstanding. Not to take anything away from him, but Jim, this right. will be forever remembered as what Tiger Woods did. And, and as good as it was at the British Open and seeing him in contention, this one felt completely different even from that. I'm I'm with you. I, I, I mean, he was aside from the front nine, and he never was in the fairway at all. O for seven fairways on the front side, and yet Trent, the dude shoots a sixty-four, a sixty-four, and he was never in the fairway on the front side. It, the the scrambling capabilities, and the mental toughness of that man is absolutely amazing and with everything that he has been through the personal issues and then all of the surgeries the fusion now in the back he's really only been on the golf course seven eight months that's it when you think it's not like this guy's been back for two years it's like seven eight months that's all and he owned it yesterday and the birdie at 18 the fist pump the crowd absolutely going crazy on his walk back to the uh, lodge there where they have to go sign the scorecards, waving to the fans. I, I mean, look, that was that was something special. And you're right, I applaud Brooks Kapka, and he's a hell of a player. And we're probably just getting a real glimpse of how good this guy is going to be. But you're right, Trent, it was Tiger Woods' day. Tiger, you know, a lot of people have kind of the misses. The oh man, the the ones that were sitting on the lip. The you mentioned his scrambling ability, Jim, and he shot sixty four. He had no business shooting sixty four. So I agree. To, to yeah. think of those moments of the what ifs and the just abouts and all those things, you know, that's golf in general too. And the coverage that we get of the tournament, where it is very Tiger centric and. Maybe at times CBS takes it overboard. I personally don't think so. That's what I want to see. And I think a lot of golf fans are the same way. But, Jim, you, you can't sit there and try to relive this moment or that moment. Because, if, if you're, oh, just one roll here, one roll there, and he would have won the golf tournament. 
Well, did you see every shot that Brooks Kepka had over the week? No, you didn't. No, you, no. There are plenty of moments that he also had that he could point in the same direction, say the same kind of things, a bad break here, an extra roll there, how different it can be. You can play that with every golfer. So, yes, he was incredibly close. And, yes, this is the best round and tournament he's ever had in a major without actually winning the major with the 14 underscore. But, Jim, I do think it takes a little bit away because you're just so Tiger-centric at things. You have to realize other guys, they have those same things. The same way they're going through their round and saying what if, just like he could with Tiger. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, they're doing that. But he has such command and presence. And when he walked into the tournament, he looked... Like it's not he didn't look forty two. He looked like he was like late thirties, hat backwards, sunglasses on, and he had that that walk, Trent, that showed I am freaking dialed in and I'm going for it. And hey, I'm I'm gonna go out guns blazing. And he did. He went for it on almost every hole. The one shot where it was on the backside and he hit it off uh, off the fairway, hooked it left, up into the trees, and he had just a little narrow opening. And he was still like 190 out, takes out an iron, hooks it through the trees and about six feet from the pin and makes birdie. I mean, that's Tiger. That is Tiger back in the early 2000s. And... I mean, you just went crazy. The people were going crazy. And I think that because we are Americans and we like to give a person a second chance, Trent, I really think now that for the majority of golf fans or even just casual golf fans who maybe only watch a little bit, uh, like the Masters or the PGA or the Open, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think they are more than willing now to give this guy a second chance. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And you saw it. And it yeah. was such a different crowd. And hearing people, commentators, people that go to golf tournaments, the national writers, and talking about just the sound. It's completely different. You're wanting this guy. Jim, you know, for the people that said it was like going back in a time machine and, and being 15 years ago, 12 years ago, and Tiger mm-hmm. was at his heights. See, I didn't see it that way at all. The, the way my perspective was was this is a guy that is out there aging. He's gone through the transgressions that have been talked about and disseminated so many different ways. But Jim, for me, I was just rooting for the guy and the memories that came out. Before it was Tiger and can anybody push Tiger? This was completely different. Can the older guy, can he get over that hump? Can he get there? It felt it was a different experience for me watching it. How was the experience for you? I mean, was it just feeling like we were back in those days again? Because I didn't see it that way. Well, when he hit that one shot, I, I had that flashback, and, and that's why I go to that shot. But when you watched it, you, you were so enthralled by what he was capable of doing, and I talked about his scrambling and how he was able to shoot 64 and not even being on the fairway. And it, it was absolutely an amazing performance and you're right about that, Trent. He had the one putt that just hung on the lip from about 30 feet away. He thought it was in. He had the par five where he put it on the green in two and then ended up three putting to make par. So, I mean, look, there were, there were things that 
you 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 just took away that your 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 image of him, and I just think that from that standpoint, I had flashbacks to when he was in his prime, and then I had to focus in on a forty-two-year-old guy who is trying to come back to be one of the best players in the world once again, and he was so far back. Like he was like a thousand back in in the world golf rankings, and now he's like forty or something. And in a, in a short amount of time, like seven or eight months, it's truly an amazing story. And he's great for the game of golf, just because of a who he is and the rock star status that he attains. And golf better hope that he can hang in there. Because finally, after he does indeed go away, unless there's some other phenom like him that is 12 or 13 years old right now, uh, I, I think golf will take a big hit. We saw it take a hit when he went away from the game for those three years, and now that he is apparently back and capable of putting rounds together like what we witnessed on Saturday and Sunday, uh, I, I I just think it's a whole new world now for PGA. I, I really do. Now, Jim, if we would have just got that yesterday, it would have been one of the most incredible, certainly, Sundays in August that you can have before we yep. get to football season. But then it continued on Sunday night baseball. Max Scherzer was dealing out there. Yes. He was Max Scherzer. And for you know f- baseball fans of the Midwest that don't get to see Scherzer very often until we get to the playoffs, you got to see him at his absolute best. Up 3 nothing, game over. It doesn't matter. In fact, Jim, I hate to say it, I turned off the game last night. I had flipped <laughs> off the game, and I missed, well, I missed this. Let's give it a listen from last night, David Bodie and the Chicago Cubs. Flying around the bases, Jimmy B. Wow. What a moment last night. David Bodie with the walk-off Grand Slam to win it. And uh, I learned a new term that I'd never heard before. Oh, Jim, okay. have you ever heard of a golden homer before? No. No, I hadn't. I was the Explain exact, it to me. Well, well, a golden homer is what we saw right there last night. A golden homer is... A walk-off Grand Slam, down by three, and with the team down to their last strike. With all the years of pitch data going back, only twice has this happened, certainly in my lifetime. 1996 with Chris Hoyles, and in 1988 with Alan Trammell. The only other two times this has happened. A golden homer. I've heard of golden showers. I've never heard of a golden homer. (laughs) That's more information, man, than I needed to hear from you today. I didn't say I had, I didn't, I didn't say I had one. <laughs> I know. Just, just that you even know what they are, that's more information well, yeah, than I needed to hear. Flip on Fox News. Flip, flip on <laughs> CNN. They're talking about it all the time. How could you miss a Jimmy B? <laughs> That was great. That was awesome, pal. Look, I, 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 was, I didn't see much of the game either, and I – was on. I came, got home, flipped it on a little bit, and then Twitter said that Scherzer was dealing, so I went to it, and you're absolutely right. And then they get to the ninth, and he comes up to the plate 
with the bases loaded. And it's so funny how the bases got loaded as well, Trent. They had that infield uh, dribbler that should have been an out and wasn't. Then Contreras gets hit in the back, and that loads the bases. And the next thing you know, bang, it's over. Grand slam, tip your waitresses and bartenders, and let's go home. It was a bomb, too, to straightaway center. He got all of that. Exit velocity, Jimmy B, 110 miles an hour, 442 feet. He knew it got it all, and the way he sprinted around the bases, had you know, the helicopter arms going around him. What a moment oh, yeah. last night. And for as great as the Cubs are, and maybe this is something that, that pushes them in the second half and generates them with another division title, I think this is a microcosm of the Washington Nationals, the huge favorite in the National League East this season. Team we've been waiting for and just never can get it going. They went into that series. They really probably should have won all three games, yet the Cubs mm-hmm. take two out of three. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I mean, you're, let's, that's why I'm, I'm going to like peek in tonight when they play against the St. Louis Cardinals as well this evening to see if that hangover is still there. But they play so many games in Major League Baseball, 162. They might be able, being the professionals that they are, to flush that down the toilet and and refocus and get ready to play tonight. Look, this was, uh, we both felt that, and I know that you like the Phillies, and I liked them too, and I like the Braves, but I just felt Washington was going to be there. And I, I didn't think they were going to run away with the division, but I thought they'd win the division by five, six, seven games maybe. And this has been their M.O. almost all season, Trent. Get a lead, can't hold the lead. Uh, out in front, down to the last strike, bang. Goodbye, it's over again and another L. That's been their M.O. almost all season long. That and the fact that their star player, Bryce Harper, is only hitting around 235 as well. Not only baseball, not only golf from the weekend, Jimmy B. We also had some Hawkeye football and the only opportunity to see the Hawks before their week one matchup with Northern Illinois was Saturday at Kinnick Stadium with Kids Day. Tom Caker was there from HawkeyeReport.com. He's going to join us coming up on the other side. We'll get his perspective on what he saw on the field in Kinnick Stadium. Coming your way next, Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com as we continue on. It's Jimmy B at TC on 1700. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Sponsored by Burlington. Make Burlington stores your back-to-school headquarters and save big. Shoes, backpacks, lunch bags, plus casual looks and basics. Your favorite brand names for less. Burlington. Style for everyone. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. 
Wright Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Wright Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. It's time for some straight talk. School's starting, so I'm going to drop some phone knowledge on you. You're paying way too much for wireless. Switch to Straight Talk and get the same 4G LTE networks the big guys offer for up to 30% less. Plus 100 bucks off the latest Samsung Galaxy smartphones with in-store activation of any of our unlimited plans. No contract. Knowledge dropped. Class dismissed. Straight Talk Wireless. Only at Walmart. Offer ends 10 2018 In select stores only. Savings may vary. Refer to the latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. Guys, football season is approaching soon. Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday will be devoted to football. Do what I do. Build up that Goodwill bank account. And here's a way you can build up that Goodwill bank account. Take your wife or your significant other to one of the many farmer's markets located throughout central Iowa. Grimes, Indianola, Johnson, Perry, Pleasant Hill, Polk City, West Des Moines, Ankeny, Beaverdale, Bondurant, and a whole bunch of them scattered throughout Des Moines. Farmer's markets continuing through the whole month of August for more information Go to catchdemoine.com backslash events. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The Arizona-Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona-Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona-Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. 
Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net It's time for your daily dose of Hawkeye coverage on 1700 KBGG Continue on Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG Talked a lot, PGA Championship in the first segment. We got into the Cubs in that walk-off victory. Time to talk some Iowa Hawkeyes right now. Tom Kaker from HawkeyeReport.com. Now, Tom, I know you are a big, big Cubs fan. What was better yeah. for you yesterday, though? Was it Tiger making that run at the PGA, or was it the, the golden homer, as it's called, the walk-off Grand Slam? Uh, David Bodie. Yeah. You know, Tiger would have won... Maybe it changes it. I, you know, I thought that was good theater for Tiger to be in the mix and play really well and everything on a Sunday at a major. Um, probably puts him on the Ryder Cup, I would think, at this point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. Uh, but the Bodie thing was just fantastic. I mean, he's such a great story. I mean, guy who was scuffling an A ball a few years ago, and now he's up in the bigs and. Uh, just making a huge impact. I mean, with Chris Bryant out, they needed somebody to step up, and Bodie's mm-hmm. been one of those guys. Well, Tom, normally at this time we're talking about an offense that is scuffling after you guys get your view of things at Kids' Day each and every year. It's an adage that, that happens every single year. The defense is always ahead of the offense, but at least for a while, offense was holding its own, it sounded like. Yeah, they did, especially that first uh, first series where they moved the ball probably you know, I think Kirk said it's eight to twelve plays. I probably about ten plays like that, where they moved the ball down the field and, and ran the ball really well. Ivory Kelly Martin looked good. Uh, the offensive line got a really good push. I think that's uh, a real positive for right now. Um, but then you have to think, well, for that first game, two of the guys on that offensive line are not going to be there, and that second offensive line did not look as good. I think that's fair to say. Um, mm-hmm. so there's some obvious concerns without Tristan Absolutely. Wirfs and Larry Jackson out there, uh, for the first game of the year. Tom, I saw Brady Reef break through and just drop the QB on his backside. He's not going to be there either. Um, do you think there might be some issues putting a, getting a pass rush? No, they were, they were getting a pretty good push and knocking down a lot of balls, uh, anyway. So I think Matt Nelson had Three passes knocked down, had some good pressure. Um, Hesse and Epinesa were, were getting a good push. Sam Brinks was playing really well as a starter. So I don't really think that's going to be um, much of an issue. I, I think they'll be fine uh, on the defensive line. So some new names started to pop up, and one of them, a linebacker from South Dakota. Now, I, I'm not going to go where people might think I'm going here, which Chad Greenway, no. But Seth Benson, a guy that put a big numbers there, a little bit undersized. He was one of the late guys to get an offer. 
he was out there running with the twos a lot and, and even a couple of snaps with the ones. Tell us what you saw from Seth Benson. Yeah, he was going to go to, I think it might have been South Dakota State maybe. He yep, was going to head right. there and, um, and gets that late offer and flips to uh, to Iowa. And, you know, he, he did not look out of place. And I think that's the thing you look for. Kirk said something interesting. He goes, you know, sometimes when you keep those young guys together on the threes, they never really look very good. But they sort of, uh, the rising tide lifts all boats, and if you put them on a first or second unit, they all of a sudden look a lot better because the guys around them kind of elevate, uh, help them elevate their play. You know, you saw him, you saw Julius Brents at corner with the second team, uh, a couple mm-hmm. snaps with the ones. Um Dylan Doyle was in there. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum at second team with the as a defensive tackle. So they have, you know, those were the guys that jumped out at me. I, I thought we'd see Tyrone Tracy out there a little bit more, but it doesn't look like you know he was getting much. But he may have been dinged up because he, I don't know that he even got any snaps in the scrimmage portion of the, the day. So they may have been just kind of holding him out. Tom Cakert is our guest, Hawkeye Report. We're talking about the Kids' Day and the scrimmage that took place in Iowa City at Kinnick Stadium over the weekend. Tom, I'm curious about the offensive side. We know what Fant and Hawkinson at the tight end positions can do. Who's going to catch the football? Did you get a glimpse that made you think, okay, he could really be like a go-to guy? Or do they, aside from the tight ends, do they have a go-to wideout? If there was one thing that was kind of, I would I would call it disappointing, it was probably the wide receivers because I think okay. they only caught like six to eight passes the entire day and uh, just didn't seem to get a lot uh, a lot going. Um, you know, it was funny. Uh, it's just kind of typical Iowa. I think the first two plays may have ended up, I know the first play for sure, it might have been the second or third play, or dump-off passes to the fullback. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you just... That's Iowa, you know, Brady Ross getting some catches. Uh, but um, I just didn't see a whole lot from the wide receivers that made me go, wow, okay, the Brandon Smith hype is real, the Amir Smith-Marset hype is real. Uh, did not see any of that at this point and didn't see anybody else that kind of jumped out at me uh, for doing a whole lot. Tom Kaker joining us here from HawkeyeReport.com. A look back at Kids Day and uh, the day before it with Football Media Day over in Iowa City. Tom's got a bunch of great coverage up at HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, uh, another guy I want to get your perspective on. Normally, you know, it's difficult for a guy to jump in right away along either the offensive and defensive fronts. But uh, Tyler Lindebaum, a guy that very good accolades. I think some people forget he was a U.S. American, All-American kid that uh, got to go down to San Antonio. Maybe it's because he's right close there to Iowa City and a Solon kid, but he was out there getting a lot of reps, and they might need him week one with uh, two defensive tackles suspended for that game. Yeah, they might. And, you know, there's been some there's been some rumbling since you know January that he might be a kid that transitions over and works at uh, center on the offensive side. Uh, but it looks like defensive tackle is going to be his home. Uh, he played really well. I mean, he's he's a tough physical kid, kind of Matt Kroll mentality, but um, you know, a little quicker, maybe a little more talented athletically than Kroll, um, and and certainly bigger coming in. 
than uh, than Cole was. But you know, kind of same area of the country where he came from. You know, from Solon and uh, Mount Vernon, not far away from there, where where Cole's from. So um, yeah, they're just he's just kind of a tough kid. He looks a little bit uh, thinner on the in the uh, lower body than he's going to have to bulk that area up, but um, just. You know, he just seems to have a knack for making plays, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there at least for the first game to give him some depth. And then, you know, with the freshman rule now, where they can play up in up to four games, maybe test him out, see what he if he can find a a role in the rotation this year. When when you got a chance uh, at media day to talk to some of the coaches, and you talked to Brian Ferentz on about the offense. I know that he uh, had meetings again with uh, some of his old friends with the Patriots. Tom, did he indicate to you that the offense was going to at least look a little different than what it did last year, or do you still anticipate what you got last year out of Ferentz, younger Ferentz, that uh, it's going to be similar to this coming season? Oh, I don't think there's any question that it's going to be pretty much uh, what we've seen in the past in terms of balance between run and pass and just kind of the same mentality that they've had, that they want to be balanced as much as possible on uh, on, on the offensive side. So I think they'll have a few new wrinkles. I think the big thing is uh, Brian tried to learn more about being a play caller, and he did that uh, just by experience in the last year. And also um, I, I think that uh, uh, Nate Stanley's in his second year in the offense. So, that's going to help smooth things out. He joked about how uh, Stanley uh, is calling better plays at the line of scrimmage than he is from the sidelines. So <laughs> I think just that level of comfort is going to be much better this year. So uh, the the running game looked pretty good. You know, uh, Tom, going back to the spring, one of my big concerns was the interior of the offensive line. We know game one is going to be kind of a scrambled mess there with no Tristan Wirfs and no Alaric Jackson, but Interior of the offensive line, they were able to run the football, and Ivory Kelly Martin again sounded like he uh, he impressed in, a, in the third team guy that they picked up late this summer in Sargent. Three headed running back, fair to say? I think so, and I wouldn't have thought that. I you know I've kind of kind of had felt just talking to some people that maybe Torn was going to be maybe end up being the bulk work guy and, mm-hmm. and kind of the bell cow for everything and now with Sargent in there and with what I saw from Ivory Kelly Martin uh, I, I just think it's got to be some sort of uh, three-headed monster and we'll see you know if one of those guys just proves to be too good to keep off the field and gets the bulk of the reps but every one of them does something pretty good and uh, you know what we saw on Saturday Sargent not only a good runner but he caught a couple passes out of the backfield as well and made some plays so I think he's uh you know, definitely kind of the Fred Russell starter kid, if you will, for, uh, in terms of his size and the way he runs. You know, you, you referenced Nate Stanley at quarterback, and I think most people who follow college, follow college football, at least fans, understand that if you have a really good QB, you have a chance pretty much to win almost every game in college yep. football. I mean, your, your team would just have to be awful up front, and Iowa is not that. So... With with that, how good in your estimation do you think Stanley has to be this season for the Hawkeyes to post a really good number? Well, that's a good question. Um, 
because I think it kind of depends on how other things go. You, you have to remember last year, and he had a much better season than I think any of us thought he would have in terms of uh, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. I don't think anybody thought he would throw 26 touchdowns. I would have thought 20 would have been a very good year, so to get 26 was great. A one-off Chuck Long single-season uh, mark for an Iowa player. And the six interceptions were really low as well. But if he could get duplicate numbers and just – his yardage was kind of low for those type of numbers. So he only threw for like 2,400 yards. So if he can get that up to you know, 2,800 or something, I think then the offense is going to grow. The thing that he really lacked last year was, was hitting on some of those deep balls. And if he can get that down – they can find that element to the offense, then the offense is going to be really good, and he's going to be really good. Tom, uh, one final thing before we go, and with no primetime league this summer, we frankly haven't talked a whole lot of Iowa basketball during the offseason. Uh, saw a picture of Tyler Cook. He was uh, playing in a camp with Kevin Durant. Looked like he was down in the defensive position, at least in the picture that I saw that's still there. That was good to see. <laughs> But this Iowa basketball team, what have you been hearing this offseason? Um, it's, it's been fairly quiet. Uh, but what I, I, you know, I've talked to some people over, actually over the weekend who've been kind of around things, and, and uh, they really think that things are going in the right direction, that they're doing all the right things uh, to get better defensively. Uh, Tyler's been really engaged and. Uh, he knows that he has to get better on the defensive end of the floor and also uh, become, I wouldn't say less, uh, less selfish, but just um, you know, make better decisions on the offensive end of the floor all the time, too, uh, and not turn the ball over as much. Uh, and I know they've seen some growth from Jordan Bohannon in terms of his offensive abilities and what he's able to do. Um, and then on the defensive end as well, uh, that he's you know not only getting to the lane more, but he's uh, also guarding a little bit better. Uh, all the point guards are guarding a, lot, a little bit better. And uh, Luca Garza, they've been really impressed with him and what he's uh, he's brought to the table. Just keeps getting better and better. So uh, overall, everything I've heard is very positive. Now we got to see it on the floor. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. We just got to see them be able to guard people. If they can do that then they're going to have a chance to, you know, go from a, a four-win team to you know, a 500 team potentially in the Big Ten. But if they don't guard better, it's going to be the same story as last year. Yeah, Tom, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, look, it's they were just pathetic last year as a defensive team. And even if they're just so-so or if somebody would like to say, yeah, they're okay, they're middle of the road, you're right, that win total with their offensive capabilities is going to jump tremendously. Are, are, I mean, don't you see yeah. it like that? They don't have. They don't all have to be, you know, stellar defenders here. No, this doesn't have to be Bob Knight, 1976 Indiana basketball defense. Yeah. If they're just, it's like I said towards the end of last year, if they were just average, they'd probably be a bubble NCAA team because they probably have won, uh, you know, six, seven, eight more games, it probably would have been you know, 20 and 13 instead of 14 and 19 and been in some sort of conversation. And, and let's not forget, they're adding Joe Wieskamp to, that, to their uh, uh, offense as well. And 
and really didn't lose a lot. So they're going to be better on that end of the floor as well because Joe's going to come in and Joe's going to help them right away. Tom, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us today. Hawkeye football less than three weeks away. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, guys. Tom Kaker at HawkeyeReport.com. Again, tons of great work up there. Interviews with the guys from Friday, coaches and players, and a whole lot of what he saw on the field Saturday over at Kinnick Stadium. We get the time out here, coming back on the other side with more. We're talking more football, NFL variety next with Tad Haslip from the Sporting News on Jimmy BNTC. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies for wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It'll be hot and hazy again today with a high reaching 91 degrees. Clouds will start to roll in with a low near 69 overnight, and we will start to see rain chances increase by Tuesday. I'm Local 5 meteorologist Brandon Lawrence. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Pros in the know start with Lowe's. Because at Lowe's, pros save money on the supplies they use most, like Select Concrete Mix, now 20% off when you buy in bulk. Plus, save 5% on eligible purchases every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. Stop by the Pro Desk or visit Lowe'sForPros.com for details. So, Pro, now that you know, start with Lowe's. Credit offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. Hey, golfers, Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines, is having its annual August $500,000 liquidation sale. Golf Headquarters needs room for the new fall merchandise. Title is Pro V1 Reloads, $18.88 a dozen. Cobra Max T Driver, $199.99. Odyssey Pro Putter on special for $99.99. Golf Headquarters Golf Clothing, all on sale, 20 to 60% off. Golf bags starting at $69.99. Callaway X Irons, now $398. Golf Headquarters August Blowout starts now in stock only. But Joy Superlight Golf Shoe on close out for $58. Callaway Heavenwood $139.99. Tailor-made golf balls only $14.99 a dozen. Don't forget that Golf Headquarters does launch monitor club fitting and it's free with purchase. Check out their five-star Google fitting reviews. Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square half a million dollar August blowout starts now in stock only. Come early and get the best selection of closeout merchandise. Golf Headquarters August blowout starts now. Call 255-4433 for 
for a fitting time. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. It's not too late to rent the Heritage Carousel for your late summer or fall outing. This is a one-of-a-kind venue that will keep your guests talking long after the party ends. We've hosted everything from birthday parties to rehearsal dinners. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. If you would like to have your next event at the Heritage Carousel, go to heritagecarousel.org for more information on renting the carousel. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, give it away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in as we uh, go from college football to the National Football League. Taz Hadlop is with us right now, the Sporting News and the National Football League. Uh, All I can do right now, Ted, is begin with what we saw, uh, starting with the first exhibition games of the regular season. The quarterbacks, uh, I, I thought, I thought Baker Mayfield exceeded expectations. I thought the same of Sam Darnold. I thought Josh Allen had a couple of bright moments with Buffalo. Uh, I thought Rosen for Arizona was just so-so. Where were you in just a, look, I know it's just first glimpse, but where were you with some of the top name draft picks and how they performed? About the same as you, Jimmy. Uh, and full disclosure, I haven't had a chance to go back and watch uh, Josh Rosen's full game. I've seen the highlights and everything, but I still want to go back and, and look at his you know, full performance so I can personally evaluate that better. But I, I think I agree with everything you just said. I mean, Baker Mayfield came out and played really well. He made a handful of throws, made a handful of decisions that were really impressive, very mature uh, beyond his years. And I think that's what a lot of people expected, particularly in the red zone. He was good at Oklahoma. He was good at the Senior Bowl in that regard, so I don't think it was a massive surprise that he came out and did it, but it was just nice to see, you know, and you mentioned Sam Darnold. I think, you know, out of the four that you just mentioned, in my opinion, at least from what I've seen so far, uh, 
Sam Darnold was the most impressive. Uh, and this is also a guy who was a little bit late arriving to camp, as we know, because of the contract pulled out. Um, um, but I think what you're looking for in all these quarterbacks, and specifically Darnold, uh, because he was so impressive in this regard, is just comfortability. Just poise, you know. Just you know, you don't have to be making ridiculous throws. You just have to go out there and look like you know what you're doing, <laughs> and you and you're not intimidated by anything. You know, you can hang in the pocket. You're not intimidated by blitzes. You can take a hit, and, and I think that's what you saw from Sam Darnold. And really, at times, all these guys, but specifically Sam Darnold, I thought he was really impressive in that regard. And this is, you know, a lot of the Jimmy Garoppolo hype this year. Uh, it's not necessarily because San Francisco won five games in the year, the year last year or his stats or whatever. Just just watching him, he's so comfortable back there. And you're, I think you're getting the same thing with these rookies, especially in the preseason when you know it's vanilla schemes. You know that this is not a defense that's scheming against these certain quarterbacks. So you just want to see that comfortability. Uh, and I think that's what the most impressive thing was. Be comfortable if I was Jimmy Garoppolo, too, but that's a different uh, conversation. Tad Haslip <laughs> joining us here from the Sporting News. Tad, speaking of rookies, uh, Saquon Barkley gave certainly uh, Giants fans uh, a nervous call earlier today. Left leg wrapped up. A, they're calling it a mild strain of the left hamstring. What can you tell us? And you certainly uh, don't want to go into the season with Saquon Barkley dinged up. No, you definitely do not, especially and, and what you saw from that first preseason game. And I don't want to re- over, overreact to one run. But that was a pretty impressive was, run, yes. right, yeah. against the first-string defense. Uh, we know what this guy is capable of. And here's the thing with Saquon Barkley. Uh, when it comes to injuries and overworking this guy uh, in training camp and in the preseason, is he's a very physical runner. He's a tough runner. Um, he's going to put 100% effort every single time he touches the ball. Um, so with that said, you got to be really careful with a guy like that, uh, you know, the Giants have been careful throughout training camp not to give him more reps. You know, you can see Giants reporters all the time asking, why is Saquon Barkley not getting more reps? Why is he not in the uh, huddle more? And uh, Coach Pat Shermer and the entire staff is like, because uh, he doesn't need to. <laughs> like, we, we understand how good he is uh, as long as he knows what to do, as long as he knows what blitzes to pick up, for example. Um, yeah, well, we'd like to get his practice in as much as can, but you also don't want to overwork him. And I think today is an exa- it's a perfect example of why you don't want to overwork a player like that, specifically one who runs so hard. You want to save all those hard runs for the regular season, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how the Giants move forward with this because I, a lot of the Twitter reaction right after that run is, okay, put him on the bench. I don't want to see him for the rest of preseason, the rest of training yeah. camp. And there's, there's some truth to that. Uh, but you also can't just have him sit out, right? And then he hasn't been on the field for three weeks. So you have to kind of find that happy medium. And now that the fact that he's actually – had a little bit of a hamstring injury, now you're even more worried about it. So I, I would be surprised to see him get much, if any, preseason action uh, throughout the rest of the preseason. But, again, he's going to have to get some sort of reps in training camp. From the uh, first uh, week, uh, anything that jumped out other than what we just covered with Barkley and a few of the QBs, did anything else jump out to you that you could gleam at least out of that first exhibition game? Uh, not a whole lot. I, for some reason, I, I watched a lot of the Washington Redskins New England Patriots game. Um, and being a guy who has followed the Virginia Tech football program pretty closely where I am, um, I don't know if any if you guys watched it or if you talked about it, but Tim Settle, uh, the fifth-round draft pick defensive tackle, uh, he just totally dominated the entire second half. And I know that this is going up against, you know, third- and fourth-string players, um, but he was fighting double teams. He was fighting cut blocks, and he was making plays in the line of scrimmage regardless. Um, so I will just say, I'm not going to predict, you know, this perennial pro bowler, but Tim Settle, defensive tackle, rookie for the Redskins. They have a lot of injuries they're dealing with already in Washington. 
Uh, just remember that name. The Bears uh, look like they have finally come to an agreement with Roquan Smith, their only, uh, their first-round draft pick, the only draft pick that was still holding out as we sit here on August 13th. The language about uh, possible suspensions, what would happen in terms of his guaranteed money, looks like they got through the trees here and he'll be back at camp very soon. How far behind the eight ball is Roquan Smith, and is it a stretch to expect him to be the starter week one? It's not a stretch. Um, I'm sure he's behind a little bit uh, just in terms of, of the incorporating of the plays. He, he, I'm sure he's been studying what he needs to study, and we know that he's been staying in good shape. Uh, so conditioning probably is not really an issue. Uh, he'll just have to keep up. And, and look, this is a, a very special football player. I think everybody understands that. That's the reason the Bears took him where they did. Um, I think I remember talking to you guys after the draft, uh, talking about this pick. Um, I, I kind of likened it to what the Panthers did back in 2011-2012, in which they drafted their franchise quarterback, and then the year after they drafted their franchise middle linebacker. That's mm-hmm. what the Bears are going for here. So I bring that up to say there's no real rush to get Roquan Smith out there. I mean, this is a guy they want to be in the middle of their defense for a decade, right? So, you know, if he's not necessarily out there as a starter for week one, it's probably not the end of the world. So it's nice to have him back in camp so they can actually see him working with the defense. Obviously, it's going to benefit everybody. Uh, but, no, it's, it's not a stretch uh, for him to start because he is such a special player. Uh, Tad, uh, the other teams, as you well know, that are of uh, great interest uh, here in the Des Moines area and in Iowa, uh, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers, uh, not a, a no-show for the Pack. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, was effective immediately. And Patrick Mahomes and KC. Let's start with Mahomes at KC, knowing that he is the guy. Uh, there was so much talk about all of the interceptions that he was throwing. Uh, what did you glean from Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Not a whole lot uh, from that specific game, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, I go back to the comfortability factor. He might not have looked as comfortable as, as some of those rookies, but um, it wasn't to the point where it was a red flag. Put it that way. And I still think, I, I've said this the entire offseason, the, the quarterback story in Kansas City specifically is, is just as interesting to me, if not more interesting, than any of these rookie situations because, you know, you have a team that had Alex Smith coming off of arguably his best season he's ever had, and the team says, okay, you know, we're good. <laughs> we have this quarterback that we like better. Like, that's amazing to me that a team, a playoff contender, that has good quarterback play, which is really hard to find in this league, would just ditch said quarterback play and start this second-year guy just kind of just on a whim. So I, it tells you how much trust that this organization has in this one player, uh, but it also puts a lot of pressure on that one player, and I don't know how it's going to manifest itself once these games actually count. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to just default to trusting Andy Reid in a situation like this and him knowing what's best for the offense. And this is an offense with the personnel they have. They have potential to put up a lot of points this year, but – Again, you need that poise from your quarterback, and we know what he's physically capable of, Mahomes, that is, uh, but he just has to put it all together, and, and that's what this preseason should be about for him. It'll be interesting to see in week three, you know, assuming he'll actually get some decent playing time, if he can put together a better game in that sense when there's more game planning and, and, and stuff like that. But really, in, in terms of Patrick Mahomes, the jury is going to be out until week one, and then honestly, even throughout through the first months of the season, to uh, to see how quickly he's come along. And a very difficult schedule early on for Kansas City. Kirk Cousins was perfect in his limited time with the Vikings. They looked really good, though, even with the banged up offensive line. They ran the football very f- effectively against the Broncos. 
16 and 0 turns to 19 and 0 for the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> hey. You never know in this league, man. I you know, you know the the Vikings could be incredible like they were last year. The Vikings, you know, could go the way that some teams have gone in the past and they look really good on paper, have a couple injuries and then they have a disaster of a season. That's man, that's how this league can go sometimes. There's really like I remember last year, everybody was predicting an undefeated season for the Patriots, and they lost Week One to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, you know, there, there's, there's really, it's, it's, you know, we all at Sporting News and everybody else, we all do these predictions, and we're predicting records and division winners and playoff contenders, and you know, I mean, we, we, we have a pretty good idea, but we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tough. So, uh, look, the Vikings are very good uh, on paper. They only upgraded in the off season, you know, and this is the team that reached the NFC Championship game and. And had that game not snowballed the way it did, that team maybe would have gone to the Super Bowl. So uh, it's a good roster, and they improved a quarterback. So, <laughs> you know, you put all that together, and you got a pretty good team. Maybe not an undefeated team. <laughs> but, but a good team. A but a good team. team. I'm with you there. Well, we ran out of time today, Tad. We'll get to the NFL uniform rankings that are up on the Sporting News <laughs> next time because we, we got a lot to shake down there. Tad, as always, appreciate you joining us here today. Yep, thanks, guys, as always. Tad Haslip with the Sporting News. Give him a follow on Twitter at Tad, T-A-D-D, Haslip, is where you can find him. We got an hour in the book. Still one more to go. Kicking off the hour with some baseball talk with Michael Bates. More in college football with Jay Christensen as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Back with more Jimmy B and TC. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. 
industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Every home is unique. That's why I, the Orkin Man, rely on science. Oh, thanks for coming. Whoa, you have a problem. Yeah, cockroaches. Well, frogs do eat roaches. It's great that you tried to take care of it yourself. But I prefer using the latest science from our entomologists to customize a treatment for your home. It'll help get rid of the cockroaches without all the mess. Ooh, did that one just... Yep, right into my cereal. Orkin, pest control down to a science. Visit orkin.com for a free estimate. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right. 